I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yo, now, you and your nigga shit shaky, and at the same time, you feel down, broke like achy breaky, lump in your throat, feel like a trachea, oh dummy, the pain that's in your chest and made its way down to your tummy, you wide open, you start smoking with your girl, she nigga bashing, saying she don't need, you don't need them in your world, niggas all dogs, if niggas all dogs, then what you call bras, felines and heat, meowing for some yawn bones, hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast your host rod and karen uh it's uh wednesday yes it is last day of the week seems like a short week because we didn't have martin luther king day to work we took that day off we sure did we, we had the coolest bosses in the world we sure did mm-hmm. um so they gave us the day off and uh we i didn't complain that's what martin would have wanted um and of course, if you, uh, listen to Republicans, Martin would have wanted a lot of stuff. A lot he of stuff. He sure would have wanted a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff you didn't think. Mm-mm. He'd wanted slavery. <laughs> he'd, he'd wanted, uh, racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find this show, of course, on theblackouttips.com. Uh, you can also find it on, uh, iTunes and Stitcher and, uh, Podomatic. Um, you can leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. That goes a long way at helping us. It doesn't cost you anything but a couple of seconds. Leave us a five star review. We promise to read it on the show regardless of content. Maybe you think we went too far in our, you know, defense of Beyonce. And maybe you want to leave us a five star review to tell us to go suck your dick. Well, that's the only way we're going to read it. I sure is. Cause, uh, cause other than that, I'm keeping being the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. So five five stars. That's it. Um, you can also do stuff like donate to the show, become a premium subscriber. Um, people have been signing up to start the new year. New year, new you. I hear you, dog. Appreciate y'all signing up. Um, uh, you can also do stuff like leave comments, vote in the poll, leave comments on your votes in the poll. We're still doing nominations for the second annual tippies. Yes, we are to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. To the end of the month. So you have like what, eight days left or something like that? Mm-hmm. Nine days, something like that. Um, you guys can uh, continue to do that. We appreciate it. We'll start tallying that up next month. Um, and, uh, what else? What else? Uh, don't forget to email the show, the blackout at gmail.com to leave us a voicemail. Make sure it's three minutes or less, 704-557-0186. Um, that's 704-557-0186. The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And uh today's podcast is double sponsored. It's brought to you by tweakedaudio.com. Go to tweakedaudio.com, put in code TBGWT, get 30% off of nice earbuds that go in your ears. They're very discreet. They're very high quality. They come with a lifetime guarantee. Yes, they free do. shipping. Mm-hmm. The best kind of shipping. I the only kind if you ask me. And you're 33% off just putting in code TBGWT. Why wouldn't you do this deal if you haven't done it already? What are you waiting on? Yeah, you know, you, know you got some headphones in your ear while you look at while you at work. You going these motherfuckers went out again. I cannot hear Roddy Karen. Right now, you got to go to uh, CVS in the middle of your lunch break and do this. I've done this many times before, mm-hmm. and uh, once you get tweaked audio, you never have to worry about that again. You got a lifetime guarantee, and if anything happens, you just get you a new pair sent to you for nothing. Yes, nothing. and I've actually bought like expensive headphones 
and them shit still tore up. So, and it yeah. wasn't no lifetime warranted. I was like, I spent twice as much and this shit still didn't work. Yep. But with this, you have a lifetime warranty. Do you know that you can die and will this to your children? That's how serious it is in this, in, 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 in um, earbud game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course we also have a, uh, another sponsor. Um, we have, um, a sexy sponsor here. Let me get my sexy music going. Um, we, we have, we have, uh, adamandeve.com. They're back. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new tour or adult movie? Do you want to give them everything that they wanted? I well, hope so. Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off of just about any item. And they won't want to leave in the morning. No. Okay. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual, I can't tell you what it is. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. It's so serious, people. So check out adamandeve.com today for the special offer. It's 50% off one item. Will you put in code TBGWT? Upon checkout, and you get your three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. That's code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. All right. We have stuff to get into, Karen. Let's do it. First of all, the biggest news of the day, obviously, there's been resignations in the wake of the Mandela Sign Language fiasco. Oh, talking about the fake sign language, dude. Mandela Gate, as I like to call it. Mandela Gate. Um, I almost went with Mandela Palooza, but that was his homecoming and <laughs> seemed uh, like it wasn't a celebratory situation. Um, but, uh, two officials of South Africa's ruling party who were linked to a bonus, a uh, bogus sign language interpreter at Nelson Mandela's memorial have resigned from the African National Congress. They should. That's how high this went up. It was a conspiracy all the way to the top. And you know, you know what? He's somebody he's done before. Yeah. Wouldn't nobody deaf though. So mm-hmm. most people probably wasn't even paying you any attention because they could literally hear what was going on. Mm-hmm. But when you're on a stage that big and you have people from all over the world looking at you mm-hmm. and they like, uh, hey, um, anybody else understand him? No, I don't understand him. What is he doing? He looked like he's swaying and just waving at us. You ain't no real sign language person because they've even said that people that do like real sign, I mean, that do sign language for, for public events are very uh, emotional and they emote a lot uh, because you because it's like their way of kind of letting you know. So they're very theatrical uh, with their uh, sign language and things like that. And they was like, mm, you don't know what you're doing. I'm glad it did happen. He talking about, uh, he had a, a epilepsy seizure. No, he said he saw angels. He said he saw angels. Mm -mm. Well, they should have helped you and they didn't. They failed you, sir. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben Tubahale Zawa, alleged owner of a company that had the bogus interpreter, Thomas Sankwai 
wait, Tomasakwa Jantji, okay, and former head of ANC's religious and traditional affairs desk resigned. The news, New Age paper reported his wife, Chikizwa, who had been a personal assistant to a senior party spokesman, also resigned. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they should have. I mean, because if he really did sign like, if he was really a real person to do that, at any time he could have just proven that he could do it. And I guarantee you they asked him that shit. He couldn't do it. So, come on. Yep. Uh, Vladimir Putin. These are Alex's devices. Oh, well, okay. Vladimir Putin, um, said that, uh, he, that gay people are welcome. To visit the Sochi Olympics in Russia. You better not go. Um, and uh, everything is going to be fine as long as they leave the children in peace. Mm. Oh, they worry about the children. Yeah, just don't gay up the children. And uh, you guys are welcome. You can come put your feet on the couch, chill out. Everything's fine. You better not go. Fuck around and go on the wrong side of town and get your ass locked up. Mm. Just keep keep the shit from around the children is all he's asking on February 7th, and there's more controversy heading into these Olympics than in recent games. Security, human rights, politics, the list goes on. As ESPN, the magazine's Brett Forrest writes in his latest piece, these games could determine Vladimir Putin's legacy. I'm Kerry Chow, and joining us via Skype is Mr. Brett Forrest. Brett, what's at stake for Vladimir Putin here? Well, I think there's a lot at stake. Uh, Putin has uh, sold himself to his people largely. Well, actually, I don't care about this part. Let's talk about the article. I hate when they link videos that aren't about the article. Yes. A Rus- Russian President Vladimir Putin sought Friday to reassure gay visitors to the Sochi Olympics that they are welcome in Russia, but said they must leave the children in peace. You know how oh, gay people just cannot leave the children, children in peace. peace. Yeah. Oh, so he's All up in the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, getting uh, them up. Does being gay equivalent to child molestation or something? I don't know, but just don't I mean, gay the children up. You might spark some gayness in them, and next thing you know, they want to gay it all over the place, and uh, you can't have that happening, Karen. Um, I don't think that has nothing to do with them. Responding to a question from an Olympics volunteer during a visit in the Black Sea Resort City, Putin vowed that gays face no discrimination in Russia and could feel at ease. But he emphasized that because of Russian law banning gay propaganda among minors, that they cannot express their views on gay rights issues to anyone underage. Putin alleged appeared to jump to lump homosexuality and pedophilia together. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I agree. Oh, he was like, like, hey, um, y'all come over here, but just don't talk to anybody under the age of 18. Also, uh, I think it's a way to limit people because you can be like, well, if you address a TV audience, kids might be watching. True. So don't do any gay shit that kids might see, right? Yes, don't come out here with your flags and shit like that because, you know, as far as all the cameras going to be out here. So basically he was saying if you have any propaganda, which means anything to promote or, or anything like that is basically banned, honestly, because as far as they're concerned, everything that people can see, children can see. We have no ban on non-traditional sexual relations. We have a ban on propaganda and homose- of homosexuality and pedophilia. I want to underline that on propaganda among minors, he said. 
Putin and other politicians have defended the June propaganda laws protection of child rights, but critics believe the law discriminates against sexual minorities. The law specifically refers only to propaganda of non-traditional relationships, sexual relationships. Putin insisted the measure isn't discriminatory. We aren't banning anything. We aren't rounding up anyone. We have no criminal punishment for such relations. Unlike many other countries, one can feel relaxed and at ease, but please leave the children in peace. Uh, so he's saying you got the right to be here and do whatever you want to do, but just don't go around saying it. The white house responded to Putin's comments after Friday. We fundamentally disagree with the idea that anyone needs protection from LGBT individuals or from those advocating for the human rights of LGBT individuals. All people are created free and equal in dignity and rights, regardless of who they are or who they love. Uh, Caitlin Hayden spokesperson, of the national security staff said, in wake of the international outcry against the bill, Russian authorities have put limits on the right to protest during the Sochi Games, which run February 7th to 23rd. A presidential decree initially banned all rallies in Sochi from January 7th to March 21st, but Putin later rescinded the ban to allow demonstrators at venues determined by the Interior Ministry. Putin also addressed security while speaking to the television networks in Sochi in a segment aired Friday by state Rosia Television, saying Russia will do everything to ensure a safe Olympics without making security net measures too intrusive. He also said Russia will do all that is necessary to protect the games without putting pressure on athletes and visitors. So mm, I wouldn't go. Yeah, there's been a suicide bombing um in the city of Volograd in southern Russia which killed thirty four and wounded a hundred others on December twenty ninth and thirtieth. Volograd is about six hundred miles from Sochi. Yeah, I, I think they're saying that that's kind of why um, this is a big thing for them because they were saying that people there don't want the Olympics there. So they're uh, kind of afraid that these people would try to do something during the course of the Olympics mm-hmm. to kind of, I guess, ruin everything that he's kind of worked so hard for. Because as far as he's concerned, he w- because the whole world is going to be looking at them, he kind of want to put them on the spotlight. That's why he let them, them uh, pussy ride chicks go. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, if he had, if they were still in jail, you have billions of people coming. Of course, some of the people are gonna be angry that you locked them chicks up, and they will be protesting. You know what's weird to me is how America gets to take the forefront on the issue of gay rights. Come on now, to Russia, um, it feels so preachy and fake, and yes, it is like so, you know conveniently um full of like nationalist propaganda in my opinion um because we get to feel high and mighty about ourselves but to me it's like a fat person that just started working out at the gym giving a lecture about fitness and health to other people that have been going to the gym or to other people that you know don't go to the gym or whatever where it's like Mm -hmm. You just started. You have a lot of work to do, yes, America. Yes, you do. And you really shouldn't feel like you can rest on your laws and point the finger at everybody else mm-hmm. like it's all good over here. And I know that um people really get into the Olympics. People really get into the propaganda and the nationalism of it. Mm-hmm. People that normally wouldn't even watch sports will be watching this. That's as, true. As if somehow it has a bearing on, you know, real world issues and stuff. But it's really weird to me that we're so gung-ho about framing Russia as just this place where, you know, gay people don't get treated right. When you look at America, like, we just, we literally just started considering to treat 
uh gay people uh with some sort of fair measure of fairness like ain't that the truth i want to say it was last year we did the federal recognition of same-sex unions um even with that i want to say less not no not in the military federally okay they will recognize your rights (gasps) okay Uh, but so but 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 even with that right we have so much shit where it's like okay we'll we don't have on the states maybe 18 to 20 states that might recognize a same-sex civil Mm -hmm. union yeah the federal government says yeah but states are like fuck that yeah well the federal government just says if you go to one of those states and you get your marriage recognized okay we'll we'll uphold whatever your rights are supposed to be depend on the state yeah Yeah. but if you're in another state that state might go yeah we supersede that and we don't recognize it you know like so it's just the shit utah did be like you know y'all get mad now psych yeah, it's just weird that we're so high and mighty. Half of this country does not want gay people to be able to get married. Mm-hmm, but ha- yet- like we act like our shit is together and it feels yeah. like we're only doing that so that we have a narrative to get people to watch the Olympics. Of course. And, you know, if we're all buying into it. They're sending we're sending our gay athletes from the past over there to be like, look, Billie Jean King is here. It's like, okay, we have gay athletes. I, part, it's like, it's such a prop. I wonder if they even feel like, you know, participating or being held up as a prop like that. Cause, you know, it'd be like if we're going to a place where they have racism, it's like, we're going to send all the black athletes. It's like, well, you know, I, I'm also good at my, at my sport. Like, don't just do this as a statement. Do this because you respect me as a person, not just me being gay or black or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just feels weird, man. I brought and, that up. And and it is. It's, it's just one of those things where it makes America, quote unquote, feel better. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're fucked up, too, when it comes to gay rights. But it's just one of those things where uh, most of our people here will never admit that. Right. And the thing is, it's not like I'm saying, well, ignore Russia or what they do is OK or no one should care because people were trying to frame it like that. Like, so you're saying we shouldn't say anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we have so much work to do. Yes, we do. Shit like this makes people feel like they don't need to do work. Like it's all good over here because it's not. Yeah. It's not all good over here. It's not all good at all. Um, but it's just very weird that people get so like gung ho because all to me, all this shit is, I hate to be this cynical, but all this shit is, is another angle for NBC to sell a story for y'all to watch this shit on TV. Of you know, course. every Olympics, it has to be a story for why you need to watch. And you get know? the ratings up and all yeah. that. We don't have a Michael Phelps. We don't have a, no, you know, it's the winner. It's the yeah. winter Olympics, right? Winter Olympics. Okay, yeah. yeah. We don't, but we don't have that interest story. We don't have mm-hmm. a Usain Bolt. Like, but what we do have is nationalism and mm-hmm. we can always use that to be like, these people shouldn't even be having the Olympics. And it's like, okay, cool. But, you do realize they're stroking your ego making you feel like well america's shit is so straight that we can talk about these people it's like on this issue i don't feel like we really can that's right i feel like we're we're like 10 pounds lighter than them calling them fat you know what i mean like i feel that's how it feels to me yeah um maybe it's because we cover so many stories but Mm -hmm. 
it just feels like we are patting ourselves on the back when it's like is this really a pat yourself on the back moment not really you know but that's just my you know that's just how i was feeling when i was thinking about it today and like i said some people got mad at me and shit and i was like yeah because a lot of people really get i don't know and and i maybe because i don't give a fuck but a lot of people really get into that nationalism shit and i'm like Mm -hmm yeah i love being an american and i and i'm happy to be here but when it comes like america gets the world i i don't know i'm just not into that bullshit because i know we got issues and problems like every other country and it feels like someone told them to it's like someone is telling you to think this shit you know like yes like the news is telling you every day it's just drilling you with this shit we still have sodomy on the books in pretty much every Every state in america sodomy was only put on the books to persecute gay people of course it's turned into like well if someone gets raped blah 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 but technically if they walk in your house and you're a dude fucking another dude they can throw in sodomy on that they throw that in on sometimes when they arrest people in like the park blowing each other and shit they'll throw that in there um it just feels so much like we're in a glass house and we're throwing stones but people are so gung-ho about nationalism that they just want to talk about how bad Russia's doing. I brought it up, and people were immediately like, well, Russia's so bad. I was like, right, but do you think we're good? Ain't that the truth? Like, what you do you think, think we, we are? All together? Yeah, what do you think we are? Like, it was just a real, it was just one of those moments where it's like, people can really get caught up in a narrative. And, they, and honestly... The saddest part is people believe any and every negative thing that comes out from over there because we're supposed to. They're Russia. So anything you say bad about them, we immediately go, that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, I remember, what was it, like the Chinese Olympics? There was an Olympics recently where people were calling America out on our bullshit about keeping political prisoners. Nobody wanted to hear that shit in America. Of course. Like, fuck you, your polluted ass country. Y'all ain't shit. You gotta, uh, you guys, uh, do, uh, communism. Uh, it's a red country. Like, people lose their shit because you put a flag in front of it and no one can be reasonable anymore. So, um, speaking of which, an Arizona lawmaker introduced a bill that would sanction discrimination against gay people by Christian business owners. Sponsored by Republic State Senator Steve Yarborough, not from Russia. The bill is revised, a revised version of an earlier measure that was vetoed last year, according to Associated Press. It states that businesses can claim a legal right to decide to refuse services to certain people if doing so would substantially burden their freedom of religion. Uh, this is the same kind of shit that they use to, like, keep women from getting, um, you know, birth control. control. Mm hmm. It's like, well, I own this business and you violating my religious freedoms by by making me provide rights to everybody. Business owners could effectively protest, I mean, protect themselves from civil rights suits by citing their religious beliefs. Yarbrough has tried to downplay the possible effects of the bill. The concerns raised by civil rights and secular groups that businesses could justify anything with religious reasons and that it gives religious rights precedence over minority rights by saying that federal civil rights laws still apply. He says the bill seeks to clarify religious freedoms and protect business owners from suits such as New Mexico, um, New Mexico case in which a gay couple sued a wedding photographer when he refused to provide them with services. Yeah. I also remember reading something like a, there was like a cake or something where someone didn't want to provide for like, it's like, I'm not making this cake for gay people. It's like, come on, man. 
just make the fucking cake put two grooms on it and go on about your hard. business take their money yeah just get the money like you're you're in the business uh he used the example of a pharmacist resu- refusing to sell contraceptives so which is a problem too i come in it with my birth control your religious freedom don't have a goddamn thing to do with my doctor on this paper if he's the only pharmacy in brisby you may have a problem but if there are two more down the road and target does this and there's no issue and he knows that you can go there and of course if he's at all smart it's probably going to say by the way two blocks down the road is a target and they have a pharmacy he had it see i don't think people that are bigoted against people do that no they're not they're going i'm not doing it but where's the next one i don't know yeah fuck you that's and that's the end of it do they not know how how people function it's it's like whenever they make these rules and regulations you're not considering the x factor motherfucking people right it's like so it's not against it's against my morals to sell you this not against my morals to point you in the right direction to get you some of this i don't think so no and like you say and, and and like there are towns that are literally that small where if that person does not do it you literally is miles away or the next city or town away to get your shit filled out why should i have to inconvenience myself when it's your job to fill out prescriptions not to mention if i can what if the bus line doesn't go there what if i don't own the car you know um the bill stands a good chance of being approved having only been vetoed last year because arizona governor jan brewer was unhappy with lawmakers refusal to consider her state budget so it's not like this didn't pass because of some moral uh issue some moral stance that we have in america because mm-hmm. we're so superior and high and mighty the only reason it didn't pass is because they couldn't get that pork in there to go with this bullshit yeah she was like well fuck you you can't get my thing in i'm not voting for this it will head to arizona senate after a review by the rules committee meanwhile the owners of oregon bakery sweet cakes by melissa which was reprimanded after refusing to serve a lesbian couple stand by their right to deny customers based solely on their religious beliefs we still stand by what we believe from the beginning. Owner Aaron Klein told KTU, I'm not sure what f- the future holds, but as far as we're, where we're at now, it's almost as if the state is hostile towards Christian businesses. Man, and it, this is one of the things that really, really pisses me off for the fact that the, the thing about freedom of religion, freedom of religion is also the freedom to not believe what I believe in. That's or, or, or either not to be religious at all. That's also included and clumped in with freedom of religion. Is also freedom of non-religion. And it's one of those things where people use freedom of religion as an excuse when it's not um, something that they want to do or go quote unquote against something that they believe in. But the thing about your beliefs, your beliefs should not fringe on my rights mm-hmm. as an individual. Believe what you want to believe. Do what you want to do. But when I can't get my birth control filled out or when my company denies me the right to birth control or you don't even want to bake a fucking cake and your excuses, religious beliefs, that's bullshit. Yeah. It's also weird, though. Like, (laughs) are you really saying that you're being targeted as a Christian business? Like, no, this is the same. Like, these are the same people that would be pissed if uh and they're constantly crying this town wants to have sharia law muslims are gonna move in and they're gonna have sharia law and they're gonna make the women wear burqas and they're gonna do this and do that they would lose their fucking mind if there was uh you know some sort of muslim business in the middle of town that said 
everybody has to wear a burqa when they come in here women come in here i don't give a fuck if you're american if you're christian whatever you put on a burqa because that's our tradition that's what we want to do with our business they would shut they that would shit down get that shit out of town of immediately. of course but you don't see a problem with this it's the same thing not to mention like our government is pretty much judeo-christian how are you going to say you're discriminated against? This reminds me of when white people think they're discriminated against because affirmative action says that, you know, if you're, uh, if, if, if the, if the local area has 10% of black people, you might need to hire one black person every once in a while. And they go, see, this is what's wrong. We're losing all our rights. They're discriminating against white people. It's like, you are just a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like you're just at a level where you're so stupid. You feel there's an entitlement to every job and it should be a white person default in that role. Of course. You know, but anything else is less than and any and anything else other than a white person you taking the job away from. Right. Them. And this Christian shit is like, oh, there's another point of view other than mine. Well, I'm being discriminated against. It's like, well, the government can't run off of your point of views. Unfortunately, uh, other people with other mindsets have to use the government and have to use, uh, you know, have rights. And we can't let everyone go around individually deciding, like, I'm a racist person. No black people can be served here. Of well, course. I'm a, I, I hate gay people. No gay people can be serving. Oh, well, you know what? I don't like, uh, I don't like people with handicaps. No handicapped people can be serving. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't let it be a free for all. Yeah. So you're going to have to put your little shit to the side. Um, but yeah, I hate that we're the ones that have really been discriminated against. It used to be Merry Christmas. Now it's happy holidays. Like, oh, the more inclusive term is now discrimination against you. Stop taking everything so personal and man the fuck up. Everybody doesn't believe what you believe and you don't, and you don't get to force everybody to. Um, all right. So have you heard about my man Rob Ford? No. He's a mayor of, uh, Toronto, crack mayor. You don't know who the crack mayor is? We yes, I do. Him. Okay. Apparently, he got in some more. Um, no, I thought you meant I, you talking about something new. I'm going. Yeah, down. it's something new. It's something okay. New. He uh, <laughs> it looks like he's in a McDonald's or something, and uh, someone filmed him with that camera phone, and it sounded like he was talking in Jamaican, uh, patois. Let me play it. He looks drunk or high or something. And I don't know what he's supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, what was the question or the thing that happened before this that started this? That's the truth. Also, this place looks closed. Ah! No one's behind the counter. I don't know what's going on. And try to tell me, bro, we're counter surveilling the guy. You know what I mean? He's hiding here. I'm hiding here. I'm hiding. Oh, we don't. In fact, uh, how much money did that cost? Me? I said, bro, just cut some. No, I'm no money, man. Cha, bumbaclad, man. I said, you know what? Cha, bumbaclad, man. <laughs> this is He'd the have been mayor. A lot of black folks. This is the mayor of Toronto, Karen. Oh my, no money, man. Cha, uh, I said, you know what, your eyes cry, but I swear to God, man, honestly, man. So, this is the goal, man. Seriously, hey. shit, man. 
I think this dude just told him it's to go. Like, get, you, you know, you can get your food and leave. Go! Yeah. It's to go, sir. Sure, you should be all gone. We know, all, we know, all we know is we got the best man in the world. No, bro. No, seriously, you know. This guy, this guy deserves to be even better than Prime Minister Harper. No, 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 no. But I don't. So it sounds like this dude walked up. He recognizes Rob Ford. He tap, pats him on the back and says, this dude deserves to be even bigger than the Prime Minister. Which... And he probably is as far as the media is concerned which is the problem with canada you guys are so nice aren't they, aren't they nice you guys are way too nice any other culture would have been like if get you don't get this nigga the fuck out, out of, of my restaurant we do not want you around we don't want you going to the games we don't want you sitting in the crowds yeah you and your terrible jamaican accent and which is probably also racist by the way the person filming this is hiding that camera phone because they're just like this motherfucker is on crack and last time my phone was around he got very mad yeah so but yeah anyway that's awesome um duck dynasty's ratings are down mm-hmm. uh, can't that's a sad day for duck dynasty fans the show on a and e is no longer as much of a reality hit as it used to be the series returned to a and e last night for its fifth season with only 8.5 million viewers as tv live tv line reports that's down from 12 million viewers who watched the premiere in its fourth season mm. and only 4.2 million viewers watched the show watched from the show's target demographic between the ages of 18 and 49. Now, the rating slip, of course, comes after controversy surrounding the family's patriarch, patriarch Phil Robertson, and the anti-gay and racial comments that he made to GQ magazine. So maybe Phil's finally learned that homophobia and what some consider racism never win. What well, some consider. Um, <laughs> uh, it's funny, though, right? Because I told people this on the show and people do like nah it'll be fine because they're rednecks and the proud of people that watch it agree with them and stuff people don't want to think when they watch this shit they don't want to think about that no they don't like homophobic people hate to think about how they're homophobic like there's a group of homophobic people that are very proud of it yeah that's racist people you know yeah there's racist people who are proud of it but there's not a lot of them you know what i'm saying there's not a lot of like the reason that you know there's not a lot of them is because whenever you confront someone to their face with this shit, they that, shut the fuck up. Yes, they do. I don't know if any, all of you guys should try this. I don't know if any of you ever have, but you should all try this. If you do get in an argument with somebody where you clearly feel like this is racism, right? And they're being, but they're speaking in code. They're not saying anything. They're not calling like Richard Sherman a nigger or something, but they're like, he's a thug and he's a terrible person. And if you just say, well, I think that's a racist term and, uh, I, you know, I think that's loaded with racism to call someone a thug, they will shut the fuck up and deflect so quick. Well, I'm not racist. I got a best friend. That yes, no one likes to will. think about the fact that they might be racist. Ain't that the truth or they might, what they said is perceived as racism. Yeah. No one wants to hear that shit. No one wants to think about they might be homophobic. No one wants Mm-mm. to think about that. So whenever you bring up the fact that, hey, you know what? Um, this show is done by homophobic people and everyone goes well people probably been assuming that they're redneck homophobes that's the difference between that quirky under the table could be 
and and just blatant in your face i am mm-hmm. it's a big ass difference it's, a, it's the difference between watching and not watching because i guarantee if they got an 8.5 million and they said you know the target demo was down and the regular viewing was down how many of those people only tuned in because of the controversy how many of those people aren't coming back next week they're oh, not going to bring this controversy up on the show it's just going to be the stone tied to the feet of of, of their show as it sinks down you know mm-hmm. maybe it'll come back maybe it won't but i i sincerely doubt it'll ever be as popular as it was yeah because wouldn't they like they did highest rated show it was yes yes um I think it'll, I doubt it'll seriously get as popular as it was because people are just like, I'm not tuning in for racism and homophobia. And I, and, and even if you're not saying it on the show, I know that you believe that now. That, that, and also the fact that, like you said, it's one of those things where people talk about the show and they enjoy the show, but every time you bring it up, it's like, oh shit, now we got to talk about homophobia. Now we got to, you know, versus everybody talk and joke about the stupid shit they did and just gloss over all the ignorant shit. Now, whenever it's brought up at the cooler, like you said, at work, or you bring it up in the family, now people want to ask you how you feel about it, and people don't want to go into those type of conversations. And there's some societal ills that we do not tolerate well as a country, right? Think about this. In Breaking Bad, this guy can uh, sell meth, kill people, um, you know, do just like be a reprehensible person, a dick to his wife lie to his family all this shit and he's still considered a hero but if he was walking around as a racist and a homophobe they would immediately lose viewers it was like i don't mind this guy making moral shady decisions but does he have to be racist and homophobic like even some of our worst like people that have been on tv as protagonists you would think that at least once or twice someone would just throw this in as a because character flaw because that's the reality yeah right we don't discuss these things in america oh no so the fact that someone did i think just turns people off they're like i want to be able to disassociate myself from the idea that i pay money or i give viewership to somebody that hates gay people or whatever you know the Mm -hmm. things black people uh, were having fun as slaves like nobody wants to be here for that Nah, i'm not surprised if ratings are down yep and them dollar bills you know are slowly trickling in because you know what the people that sponsor you and all that shit they're about them dollars yep yep and uh they could have you know uh, a and he could have taken a bigger stance but they didn't uh he wasn't a saint martin luther king biopic director oliver stone quits over creative differences uh director oliver stone he was supposed to be writing and directing this project for a Martin Luther King movie. Okay. He revealed on Twitter that the film's producers weren't happy with his script, which touched on adultery, conflicts within the movement, and King's spiritual transformation to a higher, more radical being. He added that his fi- that he was worried that the film would be suffocated as a result of his departure, and the co- and the completed movie would gloss over King's flaws. Now, a lot of people had this issue with the movie 42, which I really enjoyed. I did, too. But my understanding is that people that really know their shit, that's not a accurate portrayal of Jackie Robinson. He's a bit more uh, militant, confrontational. Uh, some people were alleging there's infidelity and all that shit got left out the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, he got discharged uh, from the army because, like, he punched a white dude to did some racist shit or something like that. So people are like, you know, they left all that out, out the movie and it adds to a complete, you know, character 
uh that would have been unflinching and you know you have to like decide for yourself if you respect that or not but instead they just made him a good guy throughout the entire movie every decision he made was morally correct there's yeah. no real questionable actions on his part so he was an easy guy to root for right true well with mlk i think history has been doing that shit for the better part of what 30, 40 years at this point now? Man, yes. And there's some niggas that will fight you when you start bringing up anything t- that could go contradictory to what he stood for. And the thing about it, what is it that makes people think that you can't be flawed but still fight for better causes larger than you? Yeah, and I mean, it's not even that I see so many people that want to fight about it. Um, I just see that there's a lot, like we've deified him to a point where it's all he's almost meaningless to a certain extent and i don't like i really don't want to say anything negative about mlk it's not his fault obviously Mm -hmm. that he died but he's almost meaningless when someone who is in direct opposition to everything he stood for can take his words and go no this is what it really means and he would be for a bunch of shit that is anti what he was before when he was alive. So come on now, you know, this is a man that was pro union and organizing for labor mm-hmm. and people getting paid a fair wage. And That's all of a sudden, right. you have people like if MLK was alive today, he would be against a uh, minimum wage increase, or he would be against the teachers union, or he would be against uh, you know uh, people bringing up race. Like he, like he's so bastardized. And I know Oliver Stone's white, so a bunch of people probably had issues with him even doing the film in the first place. But I think this would have been a pretty good film. I do too. Because I do want to see an unflinching look at, at Martin Luther King. Um, because I actually think you make a person more human when you talk about their whole story. Yes, you do. Now, I don't think they should... Uh, I'm not against a Disney version of King either, for the record. I know a lot of black people are like, you got to keep it real. But I, I would watch a Disney version of Martin Luther King film too, if it's any good, you know. Uh, but I, I like those gritty, realistic, like, you know, Adam Clayton Powell calling this man a coon and saying that, you know, his nonviolent approach was soft and all this shit, you know, when, you know, up north, you could have the more, you know, uh, militant discipline, like, you know, Malcolm X's and shit like that. Whereas down south, wow. man, the power structure was so different. Yes, sir. You would have got every nigga killed trying to do that shit. What? But, um, it's just, you know, it's just interesting because I would have loved to see that, man. Like, I feel like this is one of the times where a movie's gonna suffer because, um, black people aren't trying to hear that shit and his family's not trying to hear that shit like they make money off of his image staying a certain way yes they do now they can't put that shit on the front of an ipod if it's mlk the adulterer who had conflicts within the movements who actually transformed into a more radical person by the end and you know wasn't wasn't so anti-violent by the end people aren't trying to hear that shit it's like nope play the i have a dream speech let's cry and let's make this money in this in this movie theater ah. and walk away and it's like when you monetize someone's legacy like this you also run the risk of marginalizing and bastardizing them and taking away a lot of the sting 
from what made him so great. The True. man didn't get killed because he was such a peaceful, great figure. Let, like, when would the government kill somebody that was just like, I'm just such a good person? No. That's not why you kill people. Money. Right. You kill people that are dangerous. And he was dangerous to America uh, because he had radical ideas about, you know, poverty, about war being, you know, like, this is a dude that had radical ideas and they decided to take him out because people were listening to him. Not because, you know, the dude was so peaceful that he was, he was just like Jesus. He was just too peaceful, y'all. Mm-hmm. So we had to let it, he had to go. Like, that didn't even fucking make sense, guys. No, it's so, not. You know, it just seems weird that, uh, people are so ready to buy into this shit, you know, but, um, I would have liked to see Oliver Stone's version of it. It's not like his version has to be the quote unquote Bible, Only the version. truth. It, it's just a version of what he would say. People don't take his JFK movie and go, that's the definitive what happened to JFK. I just would have liked to see what would happen, man. It's sad we're not going to get that because people can't deal with a script that includes adultery and shit like that. So, um, you know, and, and the thing is, I don't think Oliver Stone would have been disrespectful to Martin Luther King no. or his legacy. But sometimes you need someone to put the truth on wax or their version of the truth on wax so that you can kind of have a more like to me, I guess I'm a little different. I get more respect for people when I'm like, this is the complete picture of this person. Yeah. And also for me, uh, a lot of people, especially when it comes to MLK, a lot of people feel like, well, he's black, a black director ought to have it. And it's just one of those things where I feel like a good writer ought to have it. Like, yeah. And he's proven as a track record that he can write good shit and it wouldn't have been no bullshit. Like, you'd have really got a really good acted and performed movie, you know, uh, because it's just one of those things where you go, well, who else are you going to get to do this? And it's one of those things where I don't want people to do the bullshit where it, it gets on my nerves where every time you turn around, it's like, well, you know, uh, Tyler Perry, I do it. Or Spike Lee, I do it. You know, it's like, it's other people out there that can do just as good of a job and a lot yeah. better job. The other thing that's weird too is like, why are we so scared of the truth? I got the truth. You know, are you going to not respect the man anymore if they, tell the whole story like i don't get what's so bad about the truth we all kind of know it already you know i i don't know man it just seems weird to be running from this shit um because it's not helping anybody to be like we're not gonna talk about it it don't make it go away and it don't make it not reality yeah and like running this dude off isn't gonna make the movie any better so it just seems i don't know it just seems like a really weird stance to take but like i said when people are making money off of your legacy and you're your dead, image. they probably do not want to see your image be tarnished at all because it makes you also less of a commodity. Not to mention just the idea that that's your father or whatever. But to me, it would be like someone trying to do a movie about my life and then going, he went on the air and did his podcast and he never cursed at all. He was just such a ah! good person. He never said anything, never said a crossword about anybody. You're like, like me personally reading that or hearing that i'll be like that's bullshit i know that's not true and i feel like that's what a lot of people do with king and part of that is probably part of the reason that so many people try to co-opt his legacy because it's so clean like Mm -hmm. oh he would have been pro reagan and you're like no he wouldn't have been but he's such a saint 
as soon as you say his name you can't even question anything that happens but if you were like well the dude let's be real he was you know he, he actually wasn't as non-violent as you guys think he was anti-war he was uh uh you know there's some adultery issues in this life and blah 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 all of a sudden they, people don't want to steal the legacy of a flawed man they want to steal the legacy of a perfect man and i feel like you wouldn't have as many people like you know sarah palin and john mccain and shit talking about what mlk would have believed if he was a lot come on now and and it's one of those things where for me personally it's just very frustrating and you know and i, I know it might sound weird but i hope uh it actually a version like that actually gets made Mm-hmm. The family probably wouldn't approve that shit, but yeah, it won't you know. be official because they're not gonna approve anything that would fuck up that money. Ooh. I mean, you still have you have one of his. Uh, I don't think she's one of his kids, but one of his like one of the kings, you know, one of the family members mm-hmm. that just goes around giving speeches and saying he would have been okay with Republican shit, and that's how <gasps> she makes her money. money. Okay. Like that's how important this man's legacy is no one's gonna want to see this man's legacy get tainted because how do you make your money then uh amber ruffin first black female writer ever for a late night talk show just got hired wow yep first wow out of all these wow first ever for a late night talk show ever writer Mm -hmm. wow it's been a great year thus far for black women in comedy. It looks like it's about to get even better. Amber Ruffin, an alumna of Second City in Chicago, will be joining Late Night with Jimmy Fallon as a staff writer. And with that, will win the title of first black woman and the first woman of color to to write on a staff for a Late Night Network talk show. She going to be on Jeopardy. <laughs> what do you mean? Is the answer? As yeah. For it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh yeah man this is crazy that um it's crazy that it took that long you know yeah because i'm looking like it's 2013 you mean the first time ever forever ever forever ever mm-hmm. yeah first time ever but yet you people tell me that racism does not exist and people tell me that we're post-racial but yet you have a lot of subsections in entertainment it just period where no black people have ever been in these arenas you can't look me in my face or no body of color not only has to be black but nobody no latinos no hispanics no asian well, we don't know that we don't know that that's true hmm for you talking about for 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 writing? Not not for writing, but but, oh. ju- but just subsections, just period, mm. uh, where you know executives and higher positions where there's just no blacks or nobody of color, right? And so you can't tell me we're post racial. Oh, of course not, of course not. Uh, Patty Labelle calls out uh, little heifers unfit to be called divas. <laughs> Who's a little heifer? We already know there are several things Patty Labelle doesn't give a fuck about. No, <laughs> who the wrote latest- this article? <laughs> gawker the latest entry in this is destined to be an overflowing foul of as age ripens miss labelle is to the greatest crabby old lady pop culture has ever witnessed anyway this is her actual quote someone asked her about the calling her a diva she said that word is used so loosely that i don't even consider myself a diva i always consider myself a woman who sings her heart out and gives 120 percent diva is a word that I wouldn't want to call myself because it's so loosely used. It's not cute anymore because all these little heifers who can't sing are called divas. Now, I agree with her on that. 
yeah it does it doesn't mean anything to me and probably to some of the other ladies who have been doing it for as long as i have gladys knight aretha franklin Dionne warwick you know i'm speaking for me i don't know if they like to be called divas but i know i wouldn't call them divas because it's not in a good it's not in good company now you can look up to so-called divas but you might not see what you want to see a hot mess People who are doing it and doing it with about 40 people on stage with them to hide their pitifulness. Yeah. That's, that's not a word, but you know what I mean. Man, I agree. I agree, too, because uh, in 2013, when people say that about certain people, I look sad. I was like, uh, nigga, she can't sing. What is we talking about? Yeah, it's just funny, man, because, like, you have uh, a lot of these chicks like Rihanna and people's you know uh lady gaga stuff and people start calling divas, divas and shit and you're like are you a diva if you're not singing that song on a trapeze dressed like a piece of steak come on now with uh with transsexual like dances around you, show you up for award shows mm-hmm. with like transsexual dances around you twerking because you want to like sell it's like because everything's such a calculated move that i don't even believe that you're necessarily pro uh, uh like oh i'm so open-minded to gay rights or or do you think gay people spend a lot of money on cds ain't that the truth like that's how calculated shit is at this point because it's like you don't have that much talent Mm-mm. but maybe you know like so when i see molly cyrus twerking and shit with black women twerking around it's like yeah do you really know anything about black people or you just think twerking is some hot shit to do right now that's right um so did you hear about richard sherman he's the cornerback for the seattle seahawks he made a play mm-hmm. that sent them to the super bowl mm-hmm. and people got upset there's a lot of stuff going back and forth i tried to avoid most of it because i didn't really care that much me i was about them jokes yeah i felt like people were going to turn it into a racial issue but i stand by my statement that nobody would care in a week or two so why get too upset ain't that the truth but i couldn't help it man there's now people that are richard sherman fans that don't even watch football there's people that hate richard sherman that don't even watch football uh there's people that you know uh acted all crazy that uh he even uh you know said something on tv um i will play the interview but he basically made this play and apparently he made the play on uh wide receiver um michael Michael crabtree uh the 49ers and then he went on right out right after making that play he went on national tv and did this interview now um this is weird right because i watched this mm-hmm. and i immediately thought this is the best interview i've ever, ever. seen in my entire fucking life me too it was epic and that was pretty much all i had to say about it. didn't mm-hmm. think it was that controversial didn't mm-hmm. think there was a lot of issues there mm-hmm. it sounded like a wrestling promo yes and twitter went ham and i loved it 
they had all kind of memes of wrestling people and oh it was just the funniest shit ever yeah um and i just yeah i was enjoying it it reminded me of this booker t promo where he was talking about hulk hogan and he accidentally slipped on tv and said nigga yeah we take what we want and after we take that Kruger and the child we want the gold sucker hulk hogan we coming for you nigga 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 I should point out for the record, Stevie Ray, look at this. Take a- My favorite part of that clip is when uh, Booker T grabs his grabs his face like he knew he fucked up, but he was still in character. No! So he put his hand over his head like, I can't believe I just said nigga on national TV. You sure did, got kind of moment. But, you know, he was hyped up in the moment, man. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that, man, where, you know, it's just like a really great uh, promo. I remember another one where Jake the Snake slapped Miss Elizabeth. No! <laughs> Jake the Snake, that's old school right there. And Jake went and did a promo. After taking a look at that, you are a bona fide sicko, Jake Roberts. Hitting a woman, how could you? A woman? No man wants a woman that's going to lay down and grovel and beg for somebody's life. If it's a woman that I want, I want her to stand up. Stand up and be that. Be what I want. As far as slapping her, yeah, I slapped her, but I'll slap myself. I'll slap you, Gene Oakland, but I'll tell you something, Randy Savage. DDT and you was fine. That really felt good. But the best feeling I've ever had in my life is when I grabbed a hold of your woman's hair, man, and jerked her up off of her knees. Huh? That was good. And then when I put my hand across her face, my man, it felt so good I should have to pay for that. Yeah, I would pay to do that. So the next time you think about crossing this snake's path and a snake chooses his own path where nobody else wants to go, you think about it again. But if you do decide to, please do me one little favor. I'm begging you, please bring her back. Let me touch her again. Oh, get out of here, please, Robert. I can cultivate her into something that even I could want. Oh, please. Huh? I could do that. Trust me. Trust me. Please. (laughs) I refuse to. Gorilla Monsoon, let's get back. Get out of here. Get the hell out of here. I don't want to talk to you. What a sick. (laughs) Now. Oh, that's the best. Now, that's how you cut a promo. You know, no offense to Richard Sherman, but come on, dog. You can't, you can't top that. Not fucking with Booker T or Jake, Jake the, the Snake. Snake. Come on. Um, so what happened here was a uh, very interesting. Uh, everybody started calling him. You know, people thought it was classes to call him a thug, and uh, there's a, obviously a racial element to it because there's racial elements to everything at this mm. point. Like, I honestly feel like Buzzfeed could literally cover anything and collect the 10 tweets that call somebody a nigger doing anything and make a post about it you know of course like little kid saves kittens from a fire and 27 people on twitter call him a nigger here's a collection of all their tweets right Mm -hmm. that's just at the point that is just what humanity is and it gets people riled up on both sides so um i think there were some racial overtones to the way it was covered apparently I actually didn't watch much of the coverage because I didn't give a fuck. I didn't either. I like, was about them, them wrestling jokes and I said goodnight. People giving white people 
way too much fucking room come Just on now way too much time on your tv too much time on your shit like you can't let these motherfuckers drive you crazy I don't listen to sports radio because of this either. shit. It's, it's too much. Where it's just me like, either, cause you, you're not going to drive me crazy. Yes, and just me as being black, especially when you listen to a lot of the mainstream, especially a lot of local shit, the AM stations, you would get so fucking pissed because you're like, nigga, I'm a nigga, and you talking about me, and you're not talking about me in a good way, and all your callers sound angry about everything that a black person does, and it's just one of those things, I say, fuck this, I can't listen to this 24-7, I will turn my radio over, no thank you. Yeah, they just don't care about you, so. That's right. It's weird to me that so many people went and argued this idea of, like, getting some respect about it, um, black people that were saying he set the race back, which I just don't believe in me either like, whenever we've even covered that on the sh- show we've made a joke out of who set black people back who set white people back it's because it's a joke as a, as a as a concept it's a joke yes it is i had people that were really distraught hitting me up and being like yeah man richard sherman set the race back man 30 years i'm like and, and, and th- what are you talking about th- now, now this is this is the problem i have with the whole situation mm-hmm. how many uh, you rarely see it, but suppose he'd have been a white dude that was like, that had the same response. He'd have been called just being hype. He'd have been called being passionate. He, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's just the way certain things are described. But for some reason, whenever you're brown toned and brown skin and you show any type of excitement or emotions, all of a sudden it's, it's, presented as thug or is presented as as over the top or is presented in a certain way because you are our, our excitement and the way we emote our emotions make a make a lot of white people scared and they don't know how to respond it's just emotions but for some reason it, a lot of times it's not what you say is the is the is where it's coming from is how it's perceived to different people yeah here's the thing i don't agree with you i, I do. don't i don't what, of course you agree with yourself you yes. just said it you don't have to say that um i don't agree with you because i think that um he did something unprecedented so we don't know what would happen if it was a white person like we don't have the equal opposite case of white dude going on the sideline talking crazy like that i think you can think without being racist at all that richard sherman did some classless shit i don't think that's even a i don't think if i think of a white person did it if we don't have this this test case of a white person blanking like that right after a game like you know uh like if tom brady won and was like peyton manning is a mediocre (laughs) quarterback and like we just don't have it like i wish we did so we could be like because you know i'm a big fan of Okay, white quarterback throws an incompletion and the receiver ran the wrong right route. White black quarterback throws the same incompletion and he's inaccurate. You know, I'm a big fan of like the nuance of discussion, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, we really don't have that. Like we really so I just want to allow for just this idea real quick. He could have been out of control. He could have been over the line and he could have been classless and acting like a quote-unquote thug and you don't have to be racist to think that just because he's got stanford education all that shit doesn't matter you don't have to be racist to go 
that dude is fucking crazy because i know when i watched it the reason it was so good is because that shit was crazy and i can't have we i feel like people want to have it both ways and be like no you really need to respect everything that he just said and then want to also laugh at it no we all laugh because it was incredibly silly and funny, funny. yeah and unprecedented yeah if it would have been both teams play hard we wouldn't have gave a fuck nobody would have gave a fuck if he walked up there and said hey i'm just taking it one play at a time blah we would have been like okay typical bullshit but him going up there and talking that shit was so good it was so good now that being said right because obviously a nuanced thing mm-hmm. obviously there's some people that are racist mm-hmm. that are going to be racist about it true uh, and i'm not trying to disavow that i just want to make a, a, a allowance for the idea that some people don't like it because they just don't like that type of display period from any player you know football is a lot about culture the same people that don't like when um uh you know they don't like when uh a quarterback uh pouts or something or they don't like when a dude um uh doesn't doesn't hand the ball to a to the ref after scoring a touchdown or they don't like when uh tim tebow prays or they don't a lot of people just don't like players that bring any attention to themselves period and this is one of the ultimate me over the team moments i've ever seen by the way you know this is a team accomplishment y'all just got y'all going to the super bowl that man ain't bringing up that team at all he talking about what i did because that dude got in his head um I'm not offended by it at all because no. I've seen worse displays at the fucking I, basketball court at the yeah. YMCA. Yes. I've done worse. Like, it's really not that big a deal. Um, so what, what I think really happened here was, um, who this is really about is Aaron Andrews. Now, I don't think it's her fault and I don't think she even did anything wrong. And I think she did a great job as a sideline reporter, which is already a job she did. that has very little respect to it at all. People don't take that job seriously. What happened here is America's predilection with white women. Yes. Overtook everything. And the idea that this brother was hype in front of this white woman, it was like, how dare you? make this poor white woman uncomfortable they didn't give a fuck about richard sherman they don't really give a fuck about what he said Mm -mm. if you look at the video she's never scared and no she's in control of that interview she's just going how do i keep this going because she's trying to make her money this is the kind of shit that she needs to happen because 99 percent of her shit is bullshit you know what i mean like and it's not her fault but 99 percent of what she gets on the sideline is questions yeah uh, we're gonna play hard i just told my team to play better defense Mm -hmm. we got to concentrate on turnovers here's her first time in a while of getting a you know crab this is a scoop you know what i mean and i I think get played a zillion times i honestly think the only reason that ended was because he walked off because the camera the camera cuts away and then she's like oh okay back to you not because she's scared but because he's gone he talked this shit about crabtree and walked the fuck off because he's hype um and i and i think honestly that's where people missed everything because when you see the people who are making it a racial thing most of them are saying oh she was scared no oh aaron Aaron Rodgers, aaron andrews is so scared motherfucker if she was scared do you this is the internet this 2014 how many images of her being scared would we have seen a lot of them 
You know what I'm saying? How many images of we would have seen so many pictures of her looking scared. I've seen so many different pictures of her interview. None of them does she look scared of him. She looks, if anything, she looks like, I can't believe I'm getting this good scoop. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like this, she has that look on her face that journalists have when someone is saying something extremely fucking stupid. Where you're just like, so you think we should kill all the niggers, Senator? <laughs> Continue on. Like, to me, that's, you know, and she has a very tough job as is. Mm-hmm. That doesn't get a lot of respect. But I think that's what it was, is America's like, pinch it for covered, covering white women like no not the precious white woman get away from her she feels uncomfortable can't you see what you are doing to our precious commodity of white woman that's that's what i think this came from and then you have this backlash that is ignorant and you're gonna get some racism thrown his way yeah but you know to be fair like i said i could have googled i could have searched twitter for cram newton nigger when he lost in this in last week in the playoffs and my timeline would have filled up. Racism is always there. It's the undercurrent of America. It's the currency that we exchange in in America. Yes, it is. It's our comment section. It's every, you know, the undertone to everything. Yes. I, I really think people are more about Aaron Andrews and assuming that she was scared because she's a white woman and a pretty blonde white woman. And America has an obsession with them. When one of them goes missing, we shut down all the news in America. What? You know, it's if that would have been Amber Alert. Yeah, if that would have been Pam Oliver and she could have like screamed, her wig could have fell off and she could have ran away. Ah! People would have not gave a fuck. But At all. Aaron Andrews could have possibly, might have possibly, maybe she could have been scared and everybody went, ah, no, this is, this is too much. So that's what I think happened. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say something. And I, and I, and I, and I guess for me, um, I see your perspective and I do understand, like you say, it's, it's no precedence, but I, but that's just how I feel about it. As far as if this was to happen, I I think the response would have been completely different. Yeah. I just put, cause, uh, Terry says she thought she, that Aaron Andrews was scared. I just put a link to the video in there. You guys can watch it if you want. And I, I'm going to watch it again because it's only 30 seconds. I don't think she looks scared. I, she just doesn't look scared to me. Like the way she even asked that question, she went straight into journalism mode. Cause that's what she getting paid to do. She's like, how can I make this last longer? He's talking crazy. I, this could be one of those interviews that gets played a million times. And it is. Right. Like that's what how she looks. She, she didn't, she didn't lean away, walk off or try to hold the mic further away. Like she went right. Like she looked at that camera and had this moment of, this motherfucker is about to make me more famous. Yeah. Uh, uh, what did he say? I'll, uh, explain, sir. Yeah. Bradtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're on the center for you real quick. L-O-B. All right, before... And Joe, back over to you. So she was going to ask another question. Yeah. He walked off. That's what I think happened, because the camera cuts to a different angle. 
I think they they the producer somebody was like get him off screen get him off screen get Russell Wilson on screen on the on the camera again. I get like I don't think she was ever scared, and I think it's our obsession with white women that make people feel like this shit shouldn't. He's a thug. He needs to be taken out of the air. This is crazy. His classes. He's the worst. It's like because a white woman was there. If that would have been a uh, fucking um the dude from uh you know any sideline dude reporter. Nobody would have gave a fuck. If Tony Saragusa was there interviewing that dude. It wouldn't have had the same response. Right. All of a sudden, it's it's, it's just two dudes getting hype. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, that's my opinion, man. I don't, you know, I, I felt like everyone was overreacting, trying to turn it into like, because the other thing is, and the reason I didn't harp on the idea of, well, he's a Stanford graduate that da-da-da-da. That's but, irrelevant. Well, not just, I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but you can't say that shit when he acts crazy like that but then if he later on apologizes try to act like well why should he even apologize well he's the same stanford graduate that thought about that shit right that's the truth so now does his education not count that's why i was like don't you know don't like i just didn't want to get into it like that like i just let everybody have their hot takes and their their fresh opinions and And what they got think pieces now uh, yeah, there's plenty of think pieces. Yeah, a lot actually. Uh, I'm not reading them all, but yeah, there was a ton of stuff where people were like, you know, this is what this represents for America and all this shit. And I just think that um f- no one should disregard the racism. No. Because this shit was real and I'm going to yes. read some of those tweets in a second. No one should disregard it because I think the second that you start going it ain't out there, then you really then you're fucking up. Yes, you are. Um, like, you know, our boy JL Covan was, he posted an article where a person was like, Oh, this is about the fact that he's angry, talented, and black, and you're not allowed to be that in America. You can be two of the three or what, you know, whatever. I forget what it was like, something talented and black. And it was like, you can be two of the three, but you can't be, uh, I think it was arrogant, talented, and black, but you can't be all three or you're going to get shut down. And I was like, you know, um, I could see that argument for some people and I could even see that argument for this case. But for the record, there's a lot of people that just didn't like that shit and they have nothing to do with him being black, arrogant or talented. There's just sports has a certain culture and this is antithetical to that. You know what I mean? It like challenge that. So. It, yeah. 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 I, not for me personally. No, I issues. don't care. I love this shit. Me too. I was like, press play again. Right. I could not watch this shit enough. But for a lot of people, and not just, and, and for a lot of people, they're going to be like, well, it's just all these old white guys. Those white guys have been catered to so much because this is the culture of the sport. This is the shit they legislate against. This is the shit that, uh, you know, we don't want no touchdown celebrations. Where does that come from? It doesn't come from me and you. We love touchdown celebrations. I liked them. I was mad when they stopped them. Right. It comes from fucking, uh, old money. It comes from the people that actually buy Super Bowl tickets. Yes, sir. Super Bowl tickets, which are going for $4,000 a seat right now in New York in a probably cold ass freezing snow. $4,000 a seat. $400,000 for a suite. This is big business dog yes it is this ain't got shit to do with uh what we think about stuff it's all about what they can market um to these white folks at these businesses so you know i'm not surprised by any of the reactions it's so typical um that it's it was almost boring to me man i really wish uh 
they could have mixed it up a little bit but anyway here's the um some of these racist ass tweets because you know i feel like uh this article that was saying that was targeted to the people who say racist shit about them mm-hmm. and people were tr- and jl was like you know some people just don't like what he said and i'm like that you know i agree but at the same time keep in mind they're not talking about you this article is for those fucking racist douchebags or the people that deny they exist you know they exist you have a youtube page ain't that the truth you see the read the comments <laughs> yeah you know but a lot of people that read this kind of shit they're used to being like yeah i don't know why it's a problem nobody i know called him a nigger it's like yeah well and have you met the internet and all the other fans and shit anyway lol don't mess with richard sermon he will go bananas guys a freaking jungle monkey from zach grinnan wow fuck you richard sherman at richard sherman underscore 25 you fucking monkey can't wait till peyton roasts you next week from eddie kaplan uh richard sherman's an ignorant ape from gc someone put richard sherman in an animal hospital because he's a fucking gorilla hashtag no racism intended uh richard sherman <laughs> ah, no racism intended okay richard sherman equal typical nigger hashtag douchebag by travis ozagovich richard sherman equal cocky nigger hashtag seattle versus san francisco richard sherman is a nigger fuck that fuck you richard sherman you high paid nigger every italian 100 percent hates rich sherman just because of that interview after the game typical gorilla nigger from Dominic Santinelio or something like that. Santinelio? Santinelio? Anyway. I can't wait till Manning and the rest of the Broncos light Richard Sherman up. Hashtag shut up, you dumb nigger. Richard Sherman is a straight up arrogant, arrogant <laughs> nigger. Come on. <laughs> Couldn't he spell ignorant, right? Manning is going to rip him apart. Your coach sucks more dick than a porn star. Nigger, you're done next year. I will fuck every kid you ever have right in the mouth. That's from Larry. Well, we're taking the kind of person today, ain't you? Richard Sherman is a piece of shit nigger. Peyton is going to embarrass him in two weeks. Broncos. Someone needs to introduce Richard Sherman to George Zimmerman. Hashtag thug life over from Brian H. Blackwell, who later deleted his Twitter account. Oh, yeah, because we probably lit his ass up. Yep. Keep putting your government on there. People find his LinkedIn and everything. Come on now. One guy specifically created an account just to tweet horrible things at Sherman. At R. Sherman, no, no class nigger talking shit about Crabtree. Don't care about the 49ers, but fuck you for attacking a single player, scum. Uh, from Larry Brown. The last one is just confusing. What the hell does it mean? Richard Sherman, what a model today for today. What a model, role model for today's Taliban youth. So yeah, man. Um, uh, people of course say racist shit um and later on he apologized and i just want to not i just want to stress he's not apologizing to racist people Mm-mm. um i think this is the same stanford educated man true that 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 you guys touted when he said this shit and i really feel like he thought he went over the line yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with him going that's not cool that's true and i don't want like uh, the saddest part is that racist people are gonna feel like they got a quote-unquote win from this shit and that is sad and i i I fucking hate that um you know people are even you know considering you know the idea that you know someone you know that 
I just hate this idea that, that there's quote unquote a winner to this or a loser to this. Um, but I really think if you just put it down for a second and walk away, it's easier to be like, you know what, man, I'm more proud of him and I res- I gained more respect to him for apologizing mm-hmm. because I think it's really tough to do when you know that racist motherfuckers are going to try to take it like it's a win. Yes, and we live in a society now where apologizing for your actions is considered weak. Right. It's considered unmanly. It's considered, you know, you didn't stand up. But the thing people fail to realize, I'm sorry takes power away from people, and people like that power. When you say I'm sorry, there's nothing else they could really do or say to escalate the situation because you literally ended it by saying my bad because when it happened i thought to myself like but this really made this all about you you know when they interview you at their game like as much as i'm like i'm i love the chaos of this response i love the arrogance the brashness like he's now one of my favorite players for that moment Mm -hmm. just behind the scenes of just like this is what really goes to your head in a heat of competition and you found a way to shut this guy down but it it also was wrong to say which is why i liked it you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. the catch-22 i'm like yeah that's not right you're not supposed to say that you know like as is, and every true. and if anybody here is being honest with themselves they know that i'm telling the truth we all laugh because we said you're never supposed to do that nope and he you know and he's a and this is a first for me this is a first for everybody i can't think of a this is my first time ever seeing a dude do this shit at the nfl game true um i'm surprised they didn't find him as much as the nfl is is really strict on uh into uh not promoting individual players, but yet it's funny how when they talk about the teams, it's normally the quarterback and the team, but nobody yeah. else can have a can be individual though. So, um, you know, I think I've seen Steve Smith do something like this, but even he waited till they got to the locker room to talk shit about um, Fred Smoot. You know, just it was just crazy sounding, man. So he says, "I apologize for attacking an individual and taking attention away from the fantastic game by my teammates. That was not my intent." Sherman also addresses post game comments in the interview Monday with ESPN. Obviously, I could have worded things better and could po- obviously have had a better reaction and done things differently, he said, but it is what it is now. People's reactions are what they are. Um, you know, so I, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it, it makes sense, man. So I, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I hope people aren't taken away from his, what appears to be a sincere apology. Yeah. And not kowtowing to, well, let me just do this for public relations reasons. No, and, and also it goes back to the thing we said before. Athletes are not brainless, mindless creatures. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, people act like they're brainless and they're mindless and you're just supposed to just excuse everything because they're athletes. Yeah, and I don't want that to get lost in this, man, because I feel like he's a complete person, man. Yes. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to be like, yeah, I was out of control for a minute. I blanked. You know what I mean? He just blanked for a second. Um, and it was extremely entertaining, but you know, come on guys. Let's not, let's not turn this into, you know, don't let these motherfuckers get to you so bad that you're going to lose sight of how brave and cool a moment it is for that dude to apologize to his teammates on some sincere shit. Like, Hey, I didn't mean to make that all about me. 
true because it's 52 men on that roster yes it is and it's very fucking difficult to get to the super bowl and no one person does that alone oh no so for him to kind of make it all about him I, like as it was happening i was like he's gonna regret this you know i just okay. as it was happening i was like you, you just it's one of those things you can't really do and you know anyway i'm glad he apologized because i believe him i do too and uh it actually makes me more uh defensive of his original statement because he did apologize i'm like well shit he knew he was out of line now we can laugh right it's not like he is doubling down i was laughing before and i'm still laughing shit is funny all right let's play our games let's do it just fucking with them black people we're just fucking with them blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play our game fucking with black people where we read articles from around the globe and we assign points from zero to a hundred for fucking with black people today's contestant is a fraternity that's right karen a frat through an mlk day party oh a fraternity at arizona state university that's not a historically black college wonder what, wonder what kind of frat it was mm-hmm. was suspended tuesday they were suspended alpha mega sci-fi alpha sci-fi mega incorporated because you know a lot a lot of their stuff beat them like all jumbled up uh it was suspended tuesday after university authorities began investigating the mlk day party in which students allegedly mocked black culture the party reportedly thrown by tau kappa epsilon was uh, see was allegedly called the mlk black party pictures circulating on social media show white college students flashing gang signs wearing basketball jerseys and drinking out of watermelon cups ah i wonder was they made out of real watermelon black people don't even wear basketball jerseys anymore we are in contact with the university and these students, and we do have folks on site in Arizona. Patrick Gleason, Tau Kappa Epsilon Director of Compliance and Housing, told Time, we plan to find out who is responsible and hold these parties responsible for their actions. Gleason would not comment, comment on any specific actions the fraternity might take and say he did not know yet what will happen to the individuals in charge of the party. So they're going to hold the parties responsible for holding parties irresponsibly yep this isn't appropriate at all you really have no business dressing like that on a day that's sort of revered for african-americans as you senior frank hogan told kpho and then he also said now any other day you guys are fine just not today because <laughs> the, they're looking for it today y'all gonna do it on the day they're looking for the racism come on guys yeah i'm gonna give them a do 70 i'm gonna give them a 75 because it's pretty blatant blatant and fragrant but the fact that they might get suspended and the fact that they got suspended from, uh, I mean, the fact that they might get in trouble from their own frat and they got suspended from campus, uh, I, I have to give 25 off because they did get in trouble. Yeah, the school would have been like, we're not doing shit. You got 100. Yep. Uh, Sarah Palin has some As stuff to say. people the country and the world celebrate the, la- celebrate the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin took to her favorite place of refuge her Facebook page, and as usual, kept it classy. In honor of Martin Luther King Day, she wrote, quote, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation 
but they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, quoting Martin Luther King Jr. Then it said, Mr. President, in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. and all who commit to ending any racial divide, no more playing the race card. You can probably guess what happened next. The playing the race card comment did not go over so well with some people on the web, and they took to Twitter to voice their thoughts on Palin's ill-timed comment. Twitter user Carrie Bellatrix writes, Sarah Palin has co-opted the words of MLK Jr. to call the president racist and accused him of playing the race card. The nerve. Matt Binder writes, <laughs> Sarah Palin remembers Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech that, when played backwards, says, stop playing the race card. And Sam Downing writes, Palin, still awful. And HuffPost Live producer Liz Martinez summed it up by saying it's comments like those that remind us we're not living in a post-racial society. I know MLK would thank Sarah Palin USA for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sarah Palin strikes again. A uh, hundred, obviously, knowing her history. and okay. Yeah, she definitely ain't going to back down. Yeah, uh, definitely a hundred. I mean, this is the co-opting of a man's legacy to co-sign exact opposite of what he would be about of course because you know how martin luther king said he hated you know the race card which didn't exist when he did this but come on now you know, when he died he said don't play the race card and then the bullet yeah, they didn't even have the cars wouldn't even have made back then yeah what a sicko um <laughs> all right let's play another game now that it's time for some guest the race That's right, it's guest the race time I said now that it's time for some guest the race That's right, it's guest the race time That's... What, what is this? I have no idea What else do you got playing in the background, my friend? I don't know what that was <laughs> Is there something else the video stop playing? I don't I didn't click on any videos. That is the funkiest remix of <laughs> Guess the Race. <laughs> oh right of there. All time. Right, go back to one of them. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah, one of the uh things is started rolling up in the corner. Let me stop that shit. What? Yeah, one of the uh ads on one of the sites just started. Like rolling. I was supposed to go Mazel Tov or some shit right <laughs> there. Wow, that was Oh, like, what the hell is that? First time for everything. Yeah, people. that commercial was like, fuck this. I've been on Paul's long enough. Anyway, here's the first guest to race articles. <laughs> Gunpoint at the Family Dollar on Stanton Road. Wyatt survived the shooting and is now behind bars in Metro Jail following a court appearance today. Story first gained national attention after the teen's relatives said the customers shouldn't have gotten involved. Fox 10 News reporter Andrew Perez was the only reporter at White's preliminary hearing. Andrew is live outside Metro Jail where White is still being held. So, Andrew, tell us what happened today. Yeah, well, Bob Lenise, a judge ruled today that there was enough evidence to send this case as well as two other robbery cases against White to a grand jury. In the meantime, though, he is sitting here at Metro Jail behind me, and trust me, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. This 18-year-old has four separate robbery cases hanging over his head right now. Of course, the last one, police say, landed him in the hospital. Adric White walked into court still wearing an arm brace, a reminder of the shooting he survived while police say he attempted to rob the family dollar on Stanton Road back in November. White's attorney says his client is doing okay. Pretty well, but uh, you don't get the best of medical care in jail and you don't have roommates that really 
care too much about your physical condition. In court today, we learned more about the five robbery charges hanging over his head. Police testified that White admitted in the hospital to robbing a man of his car keys back in October, a Dollar General robbery shortly after, and then the family dollar shortly after that. A customer in that store, though, saw White holding employees at gunpoint. He armed himself and yelled for White to stop. The story went viral even overseas after White's family got angry that the customer shot him. If no one pointed the <gasps> gun at him, what gives him the right to think that it's okay to just shoot someone? You should have just left the store and left and went wherever you had to go in your car or whatever. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I understand, you know, it's their son, your family member, they love him. You never know what would have happened had I not done what I did. You know, they could have went outside and, you know, fired a shot outside. My daughter was outside. We caught up with that customer again, who still didn't want to be identified, but he says he's following the case and wouldn't have done anything different. His gun remains in custody and will likely be used as evidence in court. We learned that White was shot five times while standing over a manager who was down behind a counter opening a safe. White's attorney says he's not so sure that things should have played out like this. When I look at those videos, we'll have a unbiased report of exactly what happened and how it happened. Of course, nobody wants to shoot anybody, even police officers. But uh, in the event that it uh, is my life or someone else's life or well-being in the way, then, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, now get this, authorities say while all of this was going on, all these separate uh, robberies allegedly committed by White, he was already out on bond for another robbery at the original Oyster House on the <gasps> uh, causeway. So that's something that they're looking at wow. as well. We're going to let you know what happens with that grand jury ruling. Another name that I wanted to point out, though, was Tavares Moss, who has been tied to this allegedly. Uh, 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 police, they're saying that he was involved in a lot of these crimes with White. We're going to let you know he's still in jail. For now, reporting live in Mobile, I'm Andrew Perez, Fox 10 News. Thanks, Andrew. Jurors have begun deliberating the fate of two men charged with gunning down Wendy Fisher. All right. So Wendy got gunned down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guess the race guys in the chat room. Let's see what they believe the race is here. Uh, his outlaw name is Billy the Kobe Jack Kid and Whitelman Victim. And Whitelman Victim. Okay, now, so it's white. Uh, hardworking black man. That man is black, says VC3. <laughs> pretty, pretty straightforward there. It's simple, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Is everybody else scared? I guess everybody's scared. I take it back, Moon Cricket. Black, long Facebook, middle name nigger, says Martoyas. Black, says Ashley. The correct answer yes, is black. Everyone got that one right. Um, and my thing is this. This nigga robbing the, across the whole city and his family get mad because he got shot? Mm-hmm. You think he can just keep doing that and there's no repercussions? Because if the police would have shot him, would there have been a difference? Apparently not, Karen. Apparently you just can't be going around shooting uh black kids that are criminals. Um, You know, you got to... Wait for the police get to get there or something, or just let them go. You know, why even shoot them at all? By the way, doesn't that just explain why that kid's a criminal? <gasps> so it really is like, yeah, man, why did y'all shoot him and stop the crime? What's wrong? Because he was in the middle of the crime and he'd been robbing people. And he was at old bail for this crime while he was do robbing some other people. 
sarasota county florida sarasota county deputies say a woman killed her own dog because she didn't want anyone else to own it oh oh florida <laughs> authorities say 28 year old shelly bizanison choked her seven-year-old pit bull diamond with his own chain she's now being charged with a felony on november 14th a sarasota county deputy was sent to a home on base avenue in venice According to an anonymous tip, 28-year-old Shelly Bazinson went to her mother's house that day to bury her dog, Diamond, which authorities say Bazinson killed herself. It was prolonged. It was painful. It was torturous. It was horrible, a horrible death for this dog to die, said spokesperson Wendy Rose. The sheriff's office says Bazinson choked the seven-year-old pit bull with his own chain. Bazinson claimed that she had a breakdown at the time and didn't realize her actions were wrong. She clearly knew something she did was wrong. She turned up the music very loud as she was killing the dog because she didn't want neighbors to hear, hear it. She told Debbie's that she faced eviction for keeping Diamond, but officials are skeptical of that because she had other animals in the home too. Ah, well, I wonder though if they were other if they weren't pit bulls. You know, some people have a pit bull policy. Yeah, but, but they have least. certain uh, aggressive animals you you're not allowed to have. Officials say Benson tried to have the dog euthanized. Mrs. Benson had been trying to convince her veterinarian for a couple of months to euthanize her dog, and the veterinarian refused because there was no ethical reason to do so. The dog was in fine health. According to the affidavit, Benson give it to the homeless shelter. She didn't want to give it away. According to the affidavit, Benson told an investigator, "I promised Diamond we would be together until the end, and this was the end for him." Yeah, because you ain't kill yourself um diamond was a humane society dog that got adopted in 2012 workers at the humane society of sarasota found the dog abandoned and and tied to a pole diamond was loved by all the staff there dorman said benson went through an extensive vetting process and was able to adopt diamond in january 2013 she was benson she says benson never reached out to them about returning the animal we do accept owner surrender animals all the time unfortunately she didn't contact us for whatever reason Otherwise, this could have been a very different story. Guess the race of Shelly Benzinson, uh, Mike Vick enthusiast. A person killed their dog because they didn't want to give it away, then kill, then killed them. No, she didn't kill herself. Uh, this sounds like a Nilla, says VC3. Pitbull plus diamond times choking black as hell. And God said unto her, you shall kill your first lover. So she sacrificed the dog, Saltine. Oh, Florida, kill the dog, go to jail. She should have shot a black kid white. If MLK was alive, he's he say she she probably kissed the dog in the mouth before she killed it and ate cheese afterwards. Lily White, white woman who hoards dogs. The correct answer is white. I say Diamond was black. Diamond the Pitbull was black is what you say, Karen? Mm -hmm. I hear you um let's go to the next story matter of fact let's go to the bonus round where's my bonus round music double the points double the race double the points and the race that's right double time double points bonus round i hope you guys are ready to get your races ass race guesses on because we're in Uh all the marble section here we go 
Greenwood, South Carolina. An upstate woman was arrested and charged after police say she stabbed a coworker in the neck with scissors during an argument over hog stomachs at their workplace, according to the incident report from Greenwood. Oh. The report said police called call to Carolina Pride on Packer Avenue just before 1 a.m. Sunday. When officers arrived, they found a woman at the nurse station bleeding with a wound from her neck. The report said the wound was one inch in diameter and one inch in length and appeared to be deep. According to the report, the woman told police she and another woman later identified as Jeanette Lachelle Brown were in a room where the hogs are slaughtered and cut up for processing when Brown accused the woman of striking her with a hog stomach. I know you ain't hit me with no hog stomach, dog. I got chitlins all over me. The victim told officers she told Brown that there were no hog stomachs on the table and that she had not done this. The report said the two got into a verbal altercation and Brown walked around the table toward the victim with a pair of scissors in hand. The victim said she tried to block Brown, but Brown stabbed her in the neck, according to the report. The report said the victim told officers she hit Brown with closed fists in the face and bodies uh, so she would not be stabbed again. At that time, the victim said the victim... The report said the victim heard a witness tell her she was bleeding badly from her neck and someone pulled Brown away from her. The report said the woman who was in the room at the time of the stabbing corroborated the victim's story. The victim was taken to the nursing station and then taken to the hospital. According to the report, the doctor told officers that the wound was serious and the victim would most likely need surgery. The report said the doctor told officers the wound could have been life-threatening, but the victim was stable and would possibly have nerve damage. Brown was arrested at her home and according to the report did not want to talk to officers about what happened. Brown was charged with attempted murder and possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. Guess the race of Johnette Lachelle Brown, hog stomach killer. Hog malls, black, says Ultra. (laughs) Hog malls. No snitch, black. Give me a pig foot and a bottle of beer, black. Loves her some chitlins, black. Johnette, she black. Black, says Sparger. Oh, white girl. Oh, boy, white girl. Lachelle equals black. Uh, sounds like she cut a monkey. Black. <laughs> she <laughs> sure did. The correct answer is black. <laughs> and one person missed it. All right, man. Um, let's talk about sword ratchetness, guys. Okay. A Gazden man has been charged with attempted murder for an alleged sword attack. A 38-year-old Gazden man has been arrested Saturday night for allegedly attacking his brother with a sword in November. The sad thing is he looks a little bit like Chris from his Sandy check. Like if things just went wrong. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? I know, man. Look him up yourself, guys. Glenn Ivan Green is charged with attempted murder for allegedly attacking Toby Gino Green, 39. Oh, that name. Gazden was, Gazden with a sword and injured, so, injured him so bad that he had to be airlifted to UAB hospital after he was taken to Riverview Regional Medical Center. Wow. Toby Green suffered a fractured skull, a severe head injury, a deep puncture wound underneath his left arm and didn't that did not hit any vital organs and multiple gashes on his head from the attack. The police report said the scene of the attack was covered from ceiling to floor with blood with a chair and TV broken inside the room. The sword was recovered by police on November 9th. Toby green told police he had attacked. He was attacked in the bedroom of his home. 
around 12:22 a.m after the attack he ran to a neighbor's house on south 11th street the neighbor told police and medics to tend to his injuries when police arrived they saw they say they saw toby green sitting on the neighbor's front porch with several cuts to his head which was covered in blood he told police he was attacked by his brother for unknown reasons Gaza police captain bobby jackson said police tried to find a brother at the residence glenn green is in the county detention center on a hundred thousand dollars bond crazy crazy sword ratchetness you know what you get you get um charged more for stabbing somebody out of a hog ball than you do <laughs> with a yep. sword a sword comes between brothers and you know it's it's just sad to see see this kind of shit happen to a family man um we'll be back saturday with a feedback show mm-hmm. premium people uh our well my review with elon james white of the movie her is out yep so you guys can all go experience that and have fun uh we had fun reviewing it elon's always a great uh guest for the uh movie reviews yes um and uh next week we're lining up guests already man we're gonna have some pretty cool people we're gonna have jaquetta shat uh marzi uh no i'm pronouncing that wrong uh jaquetta so we'll be here from regular black women and hey you know it we're gonna also have uh jl coven and uh, we're gonna have a newcomer to the show brandy um that you guys don't know yet so uh, i think you guys will be looking forward to a lot of good shows next week mm-hmm. um can't wait to talk to you guys then so until saturday i love you i love you too baby Mwah.